When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We are back. Football is in full swing at high school. We are busy. We are getting after it. Uh, Good luck and hope everyone's doing well in their football seasons. I know for us, we'll play next week. Some people have already played. That's exciting. Football is back. Be nice to the refs. Be nice to the officials. Parents, be nice to the refs and the officials. We need them. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we are this episode is live on YouTube. So if you listen to audio form, this was live. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel if you're re-watching or watching it live. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, please follow it and rate it on iTunes and Apple. It helps out the podcast greatly. Um, follow me at Twitter at coach underscore Steve72. Send me a message if you want to be on the podcast. Leave a comment in the comment section down below to be a part of the conversation. Uh, try to get back to comments as much as possible. Please also check out the Belly Media ne- Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. There's stuff there, podcasts, blogs, everything out there for sports for everybody. Today, we are continuing on our Power 5 right before college football starts. I'm cutting it down to the wire. We've gotten through the Big Ten and SEC, and we still got a couple other conferences to get through. We are going to just jump into the ACC right today. On this one, we're going to go through the um, Atlantic side of the ACC conference. Um, the ACC is probably going to be a little bit more competitive than it has been, but it's still the ACC. Um, some say it could compete with the Big Ten, which I'm sure is true, but I don't think they compete very well with the SEC teams unless you are Clemson. 
Um, but there are some good teams in the ACC. There's some good coaches in the ACC. Um, so we're going to discuss who's going to come out of the Atlantic. We're going to go through each team. We're going to go through Vegas um, win-loss over totals. Um, I have kept track. You know, I have my SEC once kept track of. Uh, my, my Big Ten track of. You know, the Big Ten East and West. We're going to go through the Atlantic side and go through the schedule. So you'll get the schedule here on video. So let's go through. We're going to start off with... Um, Boston College as we start the ACC side of this. So um, let's dive into their uh, schedule. Um, hopefully everybody hits the like button, subscribe button as we get this set up. So let's talk about Boston College. Last year they went 6-6 six and six, um, and they were bowl eligible. Um, not a bad way to have a season some teams would love to have that season so if you're looking at the screen we're going to go through their schedule boston college was six and six last year and they have the opportunity um to get some wins early on in the season um the over under win total for them for this year is 6.5 so they're kind of giving them that six win mark like they did before um so if they the over under is six and six point five Let's see if we can't get them to six wins going through their schedule. They open it up with Rutgers out of the Big Ten. This is a winnable game for Boston College. Now, we've talked about Rutgers on the Big Ten part when we went through the east and west of the Big Ten. Rutgers will be a tough team like they were last year. But again, that's a team and a program that has to be rebuilt. It's a program that historically, you know, is... It's hit or miss. It seems like I don't want to get into the whole. It's a basketball school. It's you know football school. We've seen what's what's happened with that in Kentucky. Um, so they start off with Rutgers, and then they have a conference game versus Virginia Tech. Then they play Maine. Then they get to real really deep into conference, um, going to Florida State, and then Louisville, Clemson, Wake Forest, non-conference against UConn then Duke, NC State, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. This is not an easy schedule. It is very tough to see them getting to that 6.5 win mark um, for Boston College. So their non-conference games are Rutgers, Maine, UConn, and Notre Dame. Um, all of their non-conference schedule is winnable. Um, you know, on principle, because of who they are, Rutgers, you would think Boston College could be Rutgers. You know, by principle, they should be Maine, and by principle, it should be UConn, even though they are rebuilding and trying to build that program up. Notre Dame, I don't see them beating Notre Dame. I, You know, Notre Dame has some high expectations with Marcus Freeman as the head coach. Um, so they have the opportunity to get some wins there. Uh, but they're later on in their schedule, they're going to play um, three straight games before getting into a bye week. Um, they... The only positive is Clemson and Louisville is at home, but you have to take tough road trips to Wake Forest, NC State, and Florida State. Um, their quarterback, he, he didn't play bad. Um, Javokek, I said his name wrong, but he played pretty well. They have a couple of good wide receivers, and the run game has always been strong for Boston College. Um, but it, it's still tough to see them getting to that six-win mark. For them at Boston College, um, the reg- now when we say you know they went six and six is talking about the regular season. They went two and six in conference, so that just shows you where they're at as a team and their conference. 
So to me, I would have to take the under only because it's very hard for me to sit here and say that they're going to beat Clemson, that they'll beat Wake Forest, that they'll beat Notre Dame, that they're going to, you know, beat um, NC State. They're going to beat, you know, those type of teams are going to beat Notre Dame and all that. So the wins they could get are Rutgers, Maine, and UConn. So there's three. The only other time ways they're going to get wins out of this schedule is depending on Louisville and how they play, but that's a tough game. Duke, it's going to be a tough one because of the new coaching. And we'll get to them when we talk about the Coastal. And then just depending on Syracuse, which we'll talk about Syracuse um, later on because they are in the Atlantic. And with Dino Babers, I think Syracuse will be better. So I'm going to take the under on Boston College on that 6.5. But I do think they'll end up going you know, that six win mark and not any before they're not going to, I don't, I don't, I just, if they get to seven wins, it's because Virginia tech isn't playing well. Louisville isn't playing well. And if they squeak one out to like a NC state, um, maybe a wake forest or actually a Florida state more than all of those, um, Florida state would probably be the one they get the win, but I have to take the under on that 6.5 with Boston college. Even though their run game is going to be a lot better, I expect better quarterback play, and I think more eyes will go on the quarterback. Um, but I have to go under on that 6.5, but they will most likely get to that 6 win mark once again, tying what they did last year. Moving on to our next team, and it's the team that we've talked about that could possibly head to the SEC at some point. It's quite possible, and that's the Clemson Tigers, who have won a couple of national championships over the past few years, and they've won the ACC a few times. You know, you might have heard of them. Um, Or Deshaun Watson from college, who now is suspended 11 games. So let's look at the Clemson Tigers, who last year... Went ten and three, and that, that that was a disappointment to some people. And a ten and three record, and that be disappointing. That's shocking, you know. For some teams, would love to go ten and three or ten and two, and would love to be there. But last year they went ten and three. They you know they had these high expectations. Um, their young quarterback last year that stepped in a few times played well, and then last year or the year before, and then last year just didn't look, quite live up to all the expectations. But the whole team was younger, so they didn't live up quite to expectations that they did. That they have themselves have a high standard to as to last year. Um, the win. Over win loss for them this year is 10 and a half. So we're going to go through their schedule. I'm going to read out for the audio um, video. You can see it. Um, they open up with Georgia Tech, which is a tough thing for Georgia Tech to open up with. Um, then they get Furman, Louisiana Tech, Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and then ended up with a rivalry game and the in-state rival South Carolina from the SEC. So can Clemson get back to the 10-win mark and maybe even get back to that 11-win mark, if not the 12th? Um, We all know Dabo Sweeney being there. Now Clemson has gone through some changes. Um, They have a new offensive coordinator. They have um, new coaches everywhere. Um... You know, so we're going to see. So, again, their non conference ones, their non conference games are Furman, Louisiana Tech, Notre Dame, and South Carolina. Um, their their quarterback, DJ, will still be their quarterback. Um, you know, he, he threw a lot of interceptions last year. A lot of things were moving fast for him, but he's still a good quarterback. 
Um, they got lots of weapons. They have Bo Collins as a wide receiver, Will Shipley, Kobe Pace in the backfield. The offensive line will be better. They were young. Um, they have good defensive players, but they are going to have a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Brett Venables has moved on. New offensive coordinator who became the coach of Virginia. Uh, new offensive line coach. So this is going to be a real test this year for Dabo Sweeney because can you prove that you can reload as a staff like a Nick Saban can because he has staff turnover all the time and he's still able to win and recruit at the high level. So we're going to be able to see what he's made of rehiring a staff, um, a culture. Can the culture that he has set there overcome some of those things? So I think Clemson will be pretty good. Are they going to be as good as our national championship teams as yet to be seen? But it is very possible that they will get back to that 10-win mark, if not the 11-win mark. Um, just depends on how all the other teams play. But they have a very favorable schedule to open up with at Georgia Tech, who has struggled. I'm not saying that's a give me. Some people are very high on Georgia Tech because this is the year that they need to do well. And we will talk about Georgia Tech on the next one when we get to the coastal side. But being Clemson, you know, they should be able to beat Georgia Tech, beat Furman. Louisiana Tech's not going to be a give me. We've talked about that before. They are a good team. They have good coaches. They have a good offense. But on principle, you would think that they could walk away from that one. Wake Forest will be a tough game. Wake Forest has emerged and played way better last year. And we'll get to Wake Forest near the end because they had an impressive regular season when Mark um, ended up losing in the ACC championship game. But that's going to be a tough one. But you would think Clemson, if they've, you know, start to get things clicking by that point of week four for them, their fourth game, that they can walk away from that one. NC State will be a tough game as well. Then it kind of gets a little more favorable for them the next two weeks with Boston College and Florida State. Syracuse is always that trap one. They got them a couple years ago. All depends on how Dino Babers has got them, if he's got them rolling or not at that point. Um, Notre Dame will be a tough one for them with Marcus Freeman. Uh, well, you know, Notre Dame, I've talked about them on different episodes. It's really hard to talk about them because they're not in a conference yet. So I may have to do a whole one on Notre Dame. That will be a tough one. And then on principle, you would see them maybe beating Louisville. Depends on Mario Cristobal and Miami, which we'll talk about when we get to the coastal side. But you would think that Clemson could walk away from that one. But those these are not going to be the old that they're beating them by 28, 30 points type of game and then I could see them beating South Carolina just because I do not trust the quarterback uh, Spencer Radler at South Carolina to do you know this high expectation that people have I know Shane Beamer and we've talked about South Carolina already but he you know having him at Oklahoma they think this is an easy transition but if you're not good if you aren't performing at the highest level and doing things with Lincoln Riley as your offense coordinator, no offense to Shane Beamer, doing great things. And it's not going to be, you know, necessarily offense. It's just Spencer Redler. So I see Clemson doing that. So the over-under 10.5, this is a very tough one. Very tough one when we go through the schedule. Because the teams that they can lose to, they can lose to Notre Dame. They can lose to Miami. I guess you could say they could lose to South Carolina. And I guess you could say they could lose to a Wake Forest or NC State. I don't see them losing to both. NC State is ranked. Their their head coach has adapted pretty well to what they need to do. So it's very difficult for you uh, for me to sit here and say that they're going to get 
12, go 12 and 0. So as painful as it is for me to say this, because I don't hate Clemson, I'm not like this huge over-the-top fan, uh, but I will take the under, and the only reason why I say under is because it's probably going to be 10. Maybe I could see going 11. If they go 11 wins, I will not be shocked. Um, but they've got the weapons. They've got the offensive line. It's going to come down to is the culture and what's set there for their offense going to just be set? It is Dabo Sweeney saying, this way we're on offense. No matter who you bring in, this is what we're doing. Kind of like what Dick Saban does. You can have tweaks to it, but this is what we do. How do they overcome that? How do they overcome getting a new defensive coordinator? How do they overcome getting a new offensive line coach? Like those type of things, and, and, and how does that affect them? And go and how are their teams rolling as it goes on? So when I say under 10 half, it's because it's probably going to be 10 wins. And again, yeah, ACC is still going to be tough, uh, but that is tough for me to say, but I, I would say 10 or 11. Uh, I don't really see a bad bet if you're betting on this to go under or over. You know, it's not one of those things where you're going to hammer, you know, anything because it, it can go either way. So Clemson, for me, under 10 and a half only because it's more realistic, in my opinion, that they will go 10 wins, in my opinion. Moving right along, we're going to go to Florida State. Florida State has fallen on hard times trying to win football games with facilities. You know, they have just taken a turn, um, you know, more than what we're used to seeing. Um, they're coached by Mike Norvell. It, it's been a rough go. People have reported and talked about that they're seeing Florida State churn and get better, but we don't know, like, what does that mean, getting better? You know, you have to have that definition in your mind. Like, do you know, what does that really mean? Yeah, uh, Last year they went 5-7. and seven. So what is what is getting better? Do they go six and six? Um, do they go seven and six or seven and five? That is getting better, and that would help. They have to compete, um, but with that head coach at Jackson, you know Jackson State, you know if if Deion Sanders keeps doing well, maybe they hire him and he starts recruiting at Florida State. I don't know, but I know they're behind on facilities. I know they're behind on recruiting. It's a horrible position to be in. It's been a horrible position since Jimbo Fisher's later times there. And then they it just it just what you know it has not been in a good spot. Um, they're losing to Florida in recruiting, but the over under for them is six and a half. You know they went five and seven last year, so let's go through their schedule. Um, they open up with DeCoin. Um, let me make sure I say that right. Um, they open up with um, DeCoinsy. I can't even say that right. Then they play LSU, which is tough. They've got Louisville. They've got um, Boston College, Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, Raging Cajuns, Louisiana, and then Florida. So they play two SEC schools on their schedule already. They have a team that can probably beat them. I know when Billy Napier was there, more likely, but still possible with the Raging Cajuns. So this this schedule is very tough for a program that is trying to turn it around and trying to do right and do good things. So the over-under is six and a half. By principle, they should win the first game. 
They are not going to beat LSU with Brian Kelly as a new head coach. Um, I don't see them being Louisville. Louisville's offense, if, if it's clicking, um, can go. Uh, Boston College is one that they maybe could, but again, Boston College, if their run game takes over, they're not going to. Wake Forest is much better, but there could be a trap game for Wake Forest. NC State's much improved. They're not going to be Clemson. Maybe they could beat Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech's fallen a hard time since Paul Johnson has left. Um, and they, they just things aren't clicking there yet. And we'll talk about them on the uh, other one. Miami, depending on how Mario Cristobal is going, but I mean, Miami's ranked. Syracuse, that's one they can maybe beat because I know, you know, Coach Babers there is trying to get it back to what it was, trying to do his thing. Um, I know he want, he's, that's the longest tenure for him being at a place, and we'll talk about Syracuse here again later on. It's not a gimme for Florida State to beat the Raging Cajuns. They are a well-coached program. Billy Napier left that place in good hands. And then Florida. They're not going to be Florida. You know, Coach Napier is a good coach. So for Florida State to go over under six and a half wins, they went five and seven last year. That's probably where they're going to stay. Because by principle, you should win the first game. And then throughout this time, maybe Raging Cajuns, like I said, do you squeak one out against Georgia Tech to get three wins? Do you squeak one out against Syracuse? Maybe there's your fourth one. And then maybe your fifth one, Louisville or Boston College, maybe. So I'm going to go under because they're probably going to sit at that five and seven mark. Maybe six and six. Um, so for that one, we have to go with the under. Mike Norvell is in a tough situation. He's doing his best to try to turn it around, but it's a tough place. It was left in a tough place at the end of the tenure of Jimbo Fisher. So it's just, it's just a tough, tough thing to try to turn around for them. So taking the under six and a half, moving on Louisville, Louisville last year went six and seven. The over under win total for them is six and a half. Louisville is coached by Scott Scatterfield. They have been up and down a little bit. Um, not a bad head coach. Not a bad head coach. Um, you know, he uh, took over in 2019 and has been all over the place. He, you know, it's been a little bit. It's a good coach, but Louisville, again, is a tough place to recruit sometimes uh sometimes it's you think that they could be a place where that's just sustainability you know lamar jackson being there and everything but it's a school that can win a lot of games and it's a school that can go six and seven it just depends on recruiting it depends on a lot of factors to try to win there so let's pull up louisville's schedule um we will get rid of that so let's bring up Louisville Cardinal schedule. They open up with Syracuse and then Gus Malzahn at UCF. Then Florida State, South Florida, Boston College, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, James Madison, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. This is a tough schedule. There are games on there that benefit them, but it is still a tough schedule for um, Louisville. Um, so again, non-conference games, 
pretty favorable for two of them. Uh, UCF will be a tough one. U- USF will be a tough one by principle. You think they could get that non-conference one. James Madison, you think that, but that's a good program too. I think Kentucky's going to be tough. Um, they're going to be on the road very early in the season. Um, you know, Syracuse, we'll get to them at, for right now because of how last year when people want to say that's a winnable game, James Madison. Um, they're going to be there, and that's a good, good football program. Um, they're very sneaky good. Um, their quarterback's coming back. He had over 4,000 yards last year. They did lose three of their top five wide receivers, but they got transfers. Tyler Hudson from Central Arkansas and D. Wiggins from Miami. Um, and then they've got Tyron Evans coming over from Tennessee um, for the running back group. Um, they have seven starters back on defense, and um, the returners are in the front seven, so your defensive line linebackers. Um, they're going to have uh, Clark. I cannot say his first name. He got hurt last year in the secondary. He is coming back. So, you know, some predictions, again, people are predicting them to go six and seven or seven and five, kind of like what they did last year. So over under six and a half for Louisville. So let's talk about it. Will they get there? Well, they're talking about Syracuse being a winnable game. I'm not saying that's a guaranteed win because when I get to Syracuse, we'll talk about it being around Dino Babers personally um, before when he was at EIU. That is not a win, like a give me game. U, U, USF, University of Central Florida, um, with Gus is not a give me game either. Now, I could see them beating Florida State. South Florida is not a give me either, but I see that they can win that game. They could win Boston College. Virginia will be different because, you know, new offense, a high-powered offense, and they, they had a good offense last year. That's not a give me either. Pittsburgh would be a very tough one. Wake Forest would be a tough one. James Madison would be a tough one even. People, I mean, be on the lookout for that. Clemson, they're not going to beat. NC State, they could compete with, but probably not beat. And then there's Kentucky. So, again, it's very tough to say over-under because it's probably going to be 6-7 and again. Six wins could be Florida State, South Florida, maybe Boston College at the three. Even though James Madison is good by principle, you're thinking they could beat them at four. And then to give them their six wins would probably have to be UCF and Syracuse. So, and that's a tough one. And then if you want to give them a seventh one, it'd be NC State. But NC State is ranked. Louisville, you know, has not been ranked. So I'm going to take the under only because it's probably going to be five um, five and seven or a six and seven um, type of, or six and five type of um, season for them once again. So Louisville taking the under six and a half uh, for them. For the season, after going six and seven last year, probably will get to um, that six win mark. So that's why I go on with the under. All you football coaches out there, it's not too late to still be looking up drills. I know we're in our football seasons, going into our football seasons, but it's never too late to get back to the basics. And Coach Stone has done just that by creating his back to the basics drill manuals. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, click on Back to the Basics Drill Manuals, there's drills out there for everything, special teams, offense, defense, strength and conditioning, everything. He has done all the work for us to be simple, to get these drills to help us. You could be using even youth, high school, and even college. We, we make things too complicated. We need drills that are simple and back to the basics. His very first book is over 500 pages of drills. 
So go again, go to coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics, drill manuals, and uh, let's get back to the basics. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you ever stop and think about all the hits your big guys are taking in the trenches, your D-line, your offensive line? Because they hit each and every play. And that's why it's the best position in football. But they take a lot of hits and practices into the game. It's a lot of hits they're taking, a lot of blows. So there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the impact those guys are taking each and every week. And it's Guardian Caps at Guardian Sports. It helps reduce the impact by up to 30%, which is huge. So there's a way to protect the helmets, protect those guys. Uh, again, that's Guardian Sports. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and you use the code 15 off, it's going to save you 15% off your order. Um, there's different colors out there and it doesn't matter if you're buying one, two, three, four, a hundred. doesn't matter. It's worn by over five NFL teams. More NFL teams are adding more and more each day and you're seeing on TV and over 200 plus colleges. Again, you're seeing colleges left and right get them. There's a reason why they're getting them. And they that's why you see a lot of linemen and defensive linemen wear them. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, and big-time NFL teams wear them. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I know it costs money, but I'm here to save you money. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15 off. It will save you 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Sports, for sponsoring this podcast. So I've taken the under for every single team so far. In this, we're half or over halfway through the Atlantic side of the ACC. I've taken the under on every single one, so let's see if we can't change that around. The next team we're going to talk about is NC State. They went nine and three last year. Um, the win total over under for them is eight and a half. So let's check out NC State's schedule for everybody watching on YouTube. So looking at NC State's rec- uh, schedule for this year, again, they went 9-3 and three last year. They are ranked. They are much improved from years past. People Sometimes people don't think all the time of NC State being like that. At least I didn't, you know, way back when. Um, head coach for them is Dave Doran. He, you know, made the conscious decision to change what they do. I know they've gone to like a wide zone type of stuff, RPO. Once they started doing that, they've really opened it up and, to, to be a coach and make that decision of going away from maybe what you necessarily want to do, but go with what's going to work and work for your players is a huge thing. So over under eight and a half after going nine and three last year, they open up on the road with East Carolina, and then they play Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn, Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College, Louisville, and then they end on the road at North Carolina. So can they get to that eight win mark, if not more, after going nine and three? So again, going over their non-conference, East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and UConn, all very winnable games. The only one out of their non-conference that would be a tough one for them to, for us to sit here and definitely say they would beat is Texas Tech. Uh, But they immediately start out with East Carolina, you know, it's an in-state, I don't even think it's a rivalry game, but it's an in-state person. Um, then they have to go to the on the road with Clemson and all that, so it's going to be very tough. Um, they have 18 starters back um, and all their linebackers back. They had one of the best linebackers core in the conference. Um, two of their players, Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore, they got injured last year, but they're going to be back. Um, so 
Uh, their quarterback, David Leary, is even back. He had 35 touchdowns and five interceptions in 2021. They have to get the run game better, and that's why um, they worked on the wide zone, but their running backs are gone. Um, but this is a team with uh, – to have 18 stars back is huge. So this is a team that could get back to that 9-3 and three mark. So, again, looking at their schedule, should be able to beat East Carolina, beat Charleston Southern. I'm going to say they're going to beat Texas Tech. Then it should be UConn. So going on the road to Clemson, they could be sitting at 4-0. And so at that point, you're looking at Clemson and that one to be a quote-unquote trap game. And I would say it's more of a trap game on the road, quote-unquote trap game. But since it's at Clemson, it's going to be very difficult for them to do that. So 4-0 going to Clemson, I don't think they're going to be Clemson. But to beat Florida State then gives them their fifth win. As painful as it me to say, they have a good opportunity to beat Syracuse. But Virginia Tech, they could beat them. Wake Forest would be a tough one. Boston College, I think they could beat. Louisville, I think they could beat. And then North Carolina, it depends. Last year, North Carolina had a disappointing year. We'll talk about them later on. So if you're looking at it, East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn, Florida State, Boston College, Louisville. So then they got to get two more wins. To get back to that 9-3 mark, and we're looking at 8.5. Where do they get those other two wins? Are we saying it's going to be Syracuse? And then are we saying it's going to be Virginia Tech? Possibly. Very possible. Virginia Tech is not who they used to be. They are trying to change it, but it's not who they used to be. So I'm going to go on a limb. If you want to call it negative, you call it negative, taking the under for the other ones. I'm going to go with the over to get them just right back to that 9-3 mark, right back to that 9-3 mark. The three losses that they could have on there is Clemson, Wake Forest, and then either North Carolina or Texas Tech. Just depends on how they're playing at the very beginning. So Louisville, or NC State, excuse me, I'm going to take the over 8.5 for them because they are much improved from years past and being ranked coming in very motivated i'm going to take the over now let's get to syracuse we've i've made comments about syracuse we're going to get right to syracuse now syracuse did not have a very good year last year and to their standards um dino babers and staff and crew went five and seven the over under for them is right at five so let's go through their schedule and then we'll talk about what we think there so Syracuse and Dino Babers did not live up to their high expectations that he has for them and himself. So Syracuse opens up with Louisville. Then they go play UConn. UConn plays all the ACC schools. They go to play UConn. Then they get Purdue, Virginia, Wagner, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Wake Forest, Boston College. It starts off okay for them schedule-wise, and then there's that meat grinder. Um, meat grinder, I believe it's three straight weeks, if not four straight weeks, of NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh. Like, it's just back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And it's going to be tough on them. It's going to be really tough to try to see if they can overcome that 5-7 and seven win mark. So their non-conference is UConn, Purdue, Wagner, and Notre Dame. Out of their non-conference games, they should be able to beat UConn. Should be able to beat Purdue, but Purdue is going to be decently, you know, top of the Big Ten, they could be up or down. Should be able to beat Wagner. I'm really sorry, Coach Babers. The way Notre Dame is set up, that would be a tough one for them to win. Um, They have just one road game between Week 1 and 7. But, again, they're playing Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, back-to-back-to-back. They have to get off to a very good start. Very good start. Um, their quarterback is Garrett Schrader. Um, their 
They had a transfer go over to Illinois. Um, the Virginia offensive coordinator came over, so they're going to try when he Dino Babers runs. Art Bryles offense that he learned at Baylor when he was a wide receivers coach. Coach Babers then took that offense to Eastern Illinois with Jimmy G when I was there to help out with spring ball. And they, they spread it around, throwing it, running it, up-tempo, that snap ball every 10 to maybe 11 seconds. Then he goes on to Bowling Green, wins there. Then he moves on to Syracuse, has won games, and then it's just kind of, you know, kind of plateaued a little bit. It is very difficult to recruit to Syracuse. Um... But he's done a good job. It's it's just you play in a tough conference. It is tough to recruit there. Um, and I think that offense at times you have to tweak it and adapt it, and they have. But I also think that if you don't cater always to what the type of players can do, no matter what offense it is, it's very tough. So the over-under for Syracuse is five. Um, Sean Tucker, the running back, had 1,500 yards, um, even though he they, they, they crammed it because people think the Art Bryles offense and Dino Babers, they want to throw the place. No, they want to run it. Um, but coming back, um, offensive line has four starters returning defensively. They had a really good secondary coming back. Defensive line is going to be younger, so that's going to be a question mark. They returned five of their top six tacklers on defense. So this is going to be a big year for Coach Babers to see if he can get, you know, that return. Um, they lost top four options, um, different receivers for Syracuse. But again, if they can move the ball around, get the quarterback to move that they want to, get back to what they were doing, bring in a guy from Syracuse to add on to the passing part of the up-tempo run type offense, the gap schemes that they want to do. Um, Syracuse still could compete, um, but it is a tough schedule to compete in, like we've said. So Louisville, tough one. That'd be a toss-up. They should be able to beat Syracuse. I'm going to say they're going to beat Purdue. Virginia would be a tough one. They should be able to beat Wagner. And then they got their meat grinder, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh. I'm going to go out and say they're going to beat Florida State. I'm going to go out and say that they could beat Boston College. Wake Forest would be tough. So the teams that were your, eh, maybe they're leaning more towards, maybe they don't walk away from that one is Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, Clemson, NC State. So you're giving them five five losses right there, and people are going to give them the Virginia Louisville. I'm going to go on faith again with Dino Babers because I trust Dino Babers. I'm going to take the over on Syracuse. I'm going to get them over the five win mark, get them to the six win mark, get them back to bowl, and get Coach Babers rolling back. Um, on that train with Syracuse and get them back on track. Um, so Syracuse after going five and seven last year over under five. I'm going to take the over with them for Syracuse. Now let's wrap it up with the team that made it to the ACC championship game and lost a tough one to Pittsburgh and uh, Wake Forest, who surprised a lot of people, I think, and including me, maybe not themselves. But it did surprise me a little bit um, with how they did last year. They are ranked. They played very well last year. It's their their defense has to has to step up. But let's talk about Wake Forest. Their overall record last year was eleven and three. Over under for them this year is eight and a half wins. They are coached by Dave Clawson, who has done a very good job. Um, I think it's their defense that really really has to step up. 
Um, they're not conference games. Our VMI, Ad Vanderbilt, Liberty, and Army, all very winnable games, even though Liberty will be a tough one, Army will be a tough one. Um, they start off a schedule that could help them out a little bit. So let's read the schedule, and then we'll discuss a little more about them. So they're set, they start off with VMI, Vanderbilt, and the Liberty. So right there, they could possibly be 3-0 before having to play Clemson, who is number four in the nation. Then play Florida State, then Army, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, North Carolina, Syracuse, and Duke. So their schedule is set up for that 8.5-1 mark to get them there. Um, they had a high-powered offense last year. Um, tough road games against um, NC State. And then a tough home one against Clemson. Their quarterback is Sam Hartman. And the offense are bringing back seven starters. They put up 40-plus points in eight games in 2021. Hartman had 39 touchdown passes and 14 interceptions. Um, three of the top four receivers that played last year are back on the team. They did lose a leading rusher, but they had good backups. So if the um, offensive line continues to take that next step, they got the receivers back. They got Hartman back. If the running back come back can can get the ball, if they can help run behind the offensive line, it's going to be pretty good. But like I said, it was defense that was a little bit of the struggle for Wake Forest. They gave up forty plus points five times, so they really had to get in some shootouts and win that way. Six starters return for their defense. Um, they got transfer Kobe Turner. He's an FCS transfer. He came from Richmond. Um, I think he could play up front. Um, so. It's going to be up to their defense and Wake Forest. They've gotten all those shootouts. So when you're thinking about that, to have their defense step up, do we really trust them to be in those shootouts again and to overcome those? When you're in shootouts, they can go either way. So eight and a half win mark over under. That by principle, it should be VMI. By principle, I think they could beat Vanderbilt. And by principle, even though Libertyville is going to be good, by principle, I think you beat them. I think Clemson comes away with the win. So they beat 3-1 and one going to play Florida State. They win that one and beat 4-1. Army, by principle, you're saying Wake Forest beats Army. But Army is going to end up beating a Division One opponent at some point. And this could be it. So I'm staying away from that one. I think they could beat Boston College. I think they could beat Duke, and then just depend on how Syracuse is playing, how North Carolina is playing, and how Louisville is playing. Um, I'd like to say they're going to get, <clears throat> excuse me, eight to nine wins. Um, it all depends on the defense, but their offense can light it up. I'm going to go with the over, saying they're going to get to nine. I'm going to give them nine wins, and I know some of these are contradicting myself because. They're going to have to beat Syracuse, Steve. They're going to have to beat Syracuse and everything else. I know, but I'm not sitting here saying exactly each team's record. I'm just telling you if you were going to bet on this, I would take the over. But I'm I'm just saying that I'm going with the over because I had four unders. I want to be a little more positive and end up going with the overs. It's going to be eight or nine. It's going to be eight or nine, I think, or I'll make it a little bit. You know, a little bit more fair. Seven to nine wins somewhere in there, which is still good for Wake Forest. So seven to nine wins for them. But I'm going to go with the over to try to get them right at nine. But realistically, it'd probably be seven or eight with the schedule and how everybody else is gearing up to be and how much better each team is going to be. Um, 
So to recap it real quick, Boston College, I took the under six and a half, Clemson under ten and a half, Florida State under six and a half, Louisville under six and a half, NC State over eight and a half, Syracuse over five, and Wake Forest over eight and a half for the 2022 season for the ACC Atlantic with probably Clemson coming out of that side of the conference to make it to their ACC championship game. Um, the next one that when we break down a college football, we'll have to discuss the Coastal for ACC, see who comes out of there and go to play um, in the ACC championship game. Um, so thank you guys for watching and or listening. That wraps up this show. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Like and subscribe. Follow rate it, the podcast on iTunes and Apple. Um, follow me at Coach underscore Steve72. Send me a message to be on the podcast. Just leave a comment in the comment section down below, all that good stuff. Um, so thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This has been Coach Steve, and we will see you guys on the next episode. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.